0: Maitland floods. Our town has a reputation for it. Some say the Hunter River has burst her mighty banks over 200 times since white settlement. But there are three major events which have shaped Maitland's story the floods of 1893, 1955, and 2007. That's one major flood per century for the last three centuries. These floods have become folklore. When I was a kid walking the streets of Maitland in the 80s, the 1955 flood, way before my time, was a constant presence. Authorities erected flood markers on electricity poles around town. Near my primary school, Maitland Primary School in Church Street in the centre of Maitland, some of the markers were nearly five metres off the ground. So there's me, little kid, Standing at about one metre high, looking up at these markers, it was mind blowing. My name's Vicki Kerrigan, and Maitland is where I was born and where I grew up. I pay my respects to the Wanneroo people, the traditional owners of the land we call Maitland. The Wanneroo have their own very important stories about our river, but it's not my place to share those stories. The stories you're about to hear are stories from the settlers. For us here in Maitland, a flood is significant when it peaks at Belmore Bridge. The bridge spans the Hunter River and connects the High Street of Maitland to Lawn, one of the most prestigious suburbs in Maitland. I've never really understood why Lawn was such a sought after suburb, especially because it's one of the first suburbs to flood. Those 1955 flood markers littered electricity poles in Lawn until two things happened. Homeowners realised the reminder was not good for real estate prices, and history buffs realised the markers were collectibles. The European settlement of Maitland began with farmers in the 1800s, but not everyone thought it was a good idea. In 1833, the Sydney Monitor published one of the earliest contemporary descriptions of our town from a gentleman only known as K.L., Maitland, in its present locus in quo, is a frightful attempt to settle a town over a flooded quagmire. In the last flood, the principal part of the town was three or four feet deep in water. He went on to say, Englishmen do not, like Dutchmen or Venetians, prefer their towns to have canals for streets, nor the malaria or yellow fever of a marsh. The poor fellow clearly didn't share the vision of settlers who recognised the potential of the river, despite her ability to destroy. 51 people have died as a result of the Hunter River floods since record-keeping began. Houses have been destroyed and livestock have drowned. But as is nature's way, there's an upside to floods. The silt deposits left after flooding rejuvenated local farmlands and the abundance of water gave life to wetlands and swamps. Many things have changed since the floods, including the path of the river itself. Before White Settlement, the Hunter River, known as the Coquan to the Wannerua people, twisted like a giant earthworm squirming into muddy soil. But after the floods of 1893 and 1955, the river lost many of her kinks and started to straighten out. At Horseshoe Bend, the river was shaped, as the name suggests, like a horseshoe. After the 1893 floods, the horseshoe disappeared and was replaced by a straighter course through floodplains. The Horseshoe Bend of the river no longer exists, but the suburb's name remains today. Now, that's just one story about one part of the river which has changed. The flood of 1893 caused the town's fire bells to ring. Unlike today, we receive computer-generated text directly to our mobiles. The fire bells were the only way to warn residents en masse of the impending danger as the river started to rise. The floodwaters peaked at 11.6 metres... The waters rose really quickly. The river swelled beyond her banks. Houses were inundated, some beyond their roofs. The Hunter River separated the wealthy landowners of lawn from the farmers and workers of Horseshoe Bend. All 265 houses in Horseshoe Bend were flooded and five people died. The Maitland Mercury reported the incalculable injury to property of the worst known calamity in the area. The 1893 flood became a benchmark. It was the worst the town had seen. Some of the lucky ones made their way to Maitland Town Hall, which was built just three years earlier, approximately 500 metres from the river. It became a refuge for hundreds of residents, even though the water seeped through the stone walls and pushed through the doors and windows and flooded the town hall itself. Of the 200 floods that have hit the city, the 1955 flood remains the most talked about. Maitland, where the Hunter River relentlessly climbs to record flood levels. A muddy brown torrent of swirling water roaring through a once peaceful countryside. On the 25th of February, the Hunter River burst her banks, devastating the city. The flood peaked at Belmore Bridge at 12.1 metres, destroyed thousands of homes and businesses. 14 people lost their lives, including five rescuers who were electrocuted. The 1955 flood was also the first natural disaster in Australia to make international headlines. The flood was caused by La Nina, The monsoonal depression made its way down from Queensland with torrential rain falling across the Hunter Valley. The soaking rains and a rising water table resulted in perfect conditions for that devastating flood. My dad, Robert, was a 17-year-old teenager living in Lawn with his younger brother Noel and my grandparents, Madge and Jack Kerrigan. Jack was a carpenter and he owned Kerrigan & Harris, a hardware store in town. When the 55 floods hit King Street lawn, some of the neighbours joined my family in their home. One panic-stricken woman arrived with a suitcase full of precious keepsakes. Well, that's what my dad thought. Until the suitcase was opened and it revealed reams and reams and reams of toilet paper. cyclonic depression brings unprecedented rainfall to a vast area of New South Wales causing the worst floods in Australia's history so far it is estimated 50 people have lost their lives the 1955 floods of Maitland were one of the most devastating natural disasters in Australian history the floods lasted about a week they say there was enough water across Maitland to fill Sydney Harbour over four times 58 homes broke away from their footings and were literally washed away. Stories from the 55 Hunter River floods are passed down through generations, like survival stories from Cyclone Tracy, which destroyed the capital of the Northern Territory, Darwin, in 1974. There's the one about the priest, who was asked to administer the last rites to some poor souls floating in the swollen river. They appeared to have drowned and were trapped near a fence. As the priest got closer he realised they were fully clothed shop dummies. And then there's the story of Ken Luck of Lawn and the engagement ring he bought for his beloved Susan. Ken lost almost everything in the flood, including the engagement ring he had bought for Susan, which was still in the velvet-covered box. As the floodwaters subsided, the lost and found stories started to surface. Ken and Susan heard that a woman in Largs, about five kilometres from their home in Lawn, had found a velvet-covered box with a ring in it. They went to the address in Largs, hopeful, but not too hopeful. As they described the ring, the woman went away and returned, with the velvet-covered box and the precious engagement ring, returning it to the soon-to-be-married couple. Many lessons were learned as a result of the 55 floods. Flood mitigation initiatives began. Levy banks were built, warning systems were installed and the government banned the building of new dwellings in flood-prone areas. The Lower Hunter Flood Mitigation Scheme was tested in 1971 when the river flooded again, peaking at 11.14 metres at Belmore Bridge. The new design allowed the floodwaters to flow around Maitland Central Business District and spillways funnelled the waters across the farmlands and back into the river. The flood was a triumph for the Public Works Department, which had designed new systems to modern engineering standards. In June 2007, there was another massive flood. It was a similar sight right across Maitland and outlying areas. Roads became running rivers, once peaceful creeks, raging torrents, while Nelson's plains looked more like an inland sea. Three quarters of the average monthly rainfall fell in three days across the Hunter region. 35 kilometres from Maitland, a massive storm hit the coastal city of Newcastle and grounded the bulk carrier Pasha Bolka. The flood peaked at Belmore Bridge at 10.71 metres, about one metre lower than the floods of 1893 and 1955. Over 4,000 people were evacuated from Lorne and central Maitland. The railway station was closed and sandbagged for the first time since 1974. Fortunately, the flood mitigation structures worked for Maitland. However, human intervention could not stop nature having her way in the low-lying farmland areas on the outskirts of town, which flooded. These are just a few of the incredible stories about our hometown. If you want to know more, you should pay a visit to the Maitland City Library. You can also learn more about the history of Our Town Maitland by listening to the other podcasts in this series.